When these hands touch the ball, this body is heading to the end zone. Jerry Rice. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the podcast that helps you be the leader. I'm Jeremiah Sullivan. I'm your host. Hey, I'm fired up for today's episode and today's topic. We're going to dive right in and talk about destroying bad days. You know, there's a lot of people in the world right now that are kind of struggling, and today's topic is going to help you, if you're one of them, get through an actual bad day. And that's my promise. It's going to help you rebound and get into productivity. It's going to increase your performance. All that I ask is that if you find value in today's episode, if you laugh, if you learn, or if you simply walk away inspired that you share with a friend. We don't do ads. We're not going to do ads. And so if you share it with a friend, that helps us grow it organically. Before we get into today's topic, I'm welcomed by my trusted sidekick and master podcaster, Justin Phillips. What's up, man? I'm doing better than ever, Jeremiah. Jeremiah, football season is upon us. Are you a football fan? Um, good question. I like that question. <laughs> I am. So yes and no. Okay. Okay. So I am a, a fan of high performers, top performers. Right. Um, I'm a fan of studying them. <laughs> so not NFL players. <laughs> well, you know, I, Jerry Rice, we opened up. You today did, with yeah. Yeah. That's what made Jerry me Rice. think of, think of the question was when you said that quote from Jerry Rice. But I, I have kind of mixed emotions about it, about sports in general, because um, I think that there is a clear. So let me explain this a little bit. So I, this is a deep question for me. All right. If you haven't noticed, um, as a kid, I would see sports on TV and it brought me a lot of pain. OK, I thought that I wasn't good enough to be on to achieve at their level. Every time I saw sports, it was just always this sinking feeling of you'll never be that. You can never do that. Was there uh, a more specific reason for that? Was it like they're bigger than me? They're stronger? Or was it just like this? Yeah, I think it was all of that. And then I, I felt like I felt like professional athletes were, were something uncommon. And I wasn't necessarily taught at a young age that you, you could do anything that you wanted. I mean, my parents did say that kind of stuff. They instilled this with a lot of belief, but they didn't really, I still had this belief about professional sports that it was this, you had to be the exception. You had to be super talented in order to get there, genetically gifted. And so part of me, when I would see sports on TV, it doesn't matter if it was NFL or basketball, whatever. I was, I just constantly, the message I had to myself was like, I'll never be able to do that. And uh, that was one part of it. Another part of it was that I don't like the idea of being a fan. I like the idea of being a player. Mm. And when I watch sports, I get, it, it's like, if I'm like, why am I watching this? It doesn't do anything for me unless I'm studying film so that I can become a person in the game. You know, I, I don't, I would like to, I got to interview some professional NFL players. I'd be curious how much they watch games or they watch other sports. Yeah, because I think that um, there's a clear difference between somebody that's a fan and somebody that's a player. And a lot of times in life, people enjoy sports from a distance and they act as a fan and mm -hmm. that and they feel like they're a player. You know what I mean? Yeah. So a armchair quarterback to a T. Yeah. So for me, that's at least that's what it is for me. I'm sure there's people out there that just they like it for the entertainment. They like it. They like to see humans do incredible things. Um, and I think that's that's important. But for me, it, it doesn't it doesn't resonate like that. For me, it's like when I see it on TV, I'm like, dude, if I, you know, am I being a fan or am I being a player? And I want to be a player. I want to be in the game. And so um, that's the long answer of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the long answer. I think you bring up interesting points. Some of them I agree with. Some of them I half agree with them. Um, I think, I don't know. I kind of think it's important to be a fan of the sport, which is where I draw the line. And you, you said the word entertainment, which is the word I was searching for in my head. I think a lot of people are a fan of sports for the entertainment purposes of it. And it just gives them something to do. But um, weirdly enough, I, th I don't know. I think it's kind of weird to be a fan of like a team necessarily i'm wearing a packers hoodie as we record this so it's kind of funny that i would say that but yeah i don't know i'm more of a fan of the actual sport itself and kind of the same thing you're saying too with the 
with watching the people perform and kind of seeing where they get. Yeah, and I, I have an obsessive personality, so I think if I were to <laughs> if I were to shift into being a fan, then that lifestyle yeah. would become I would, would be consumed by the lifestyle, the yeah. fan lifestyle, right? That's easy to do in sports too. Yeah, um, so I, I don't know. That's that's how I feel about it. I'm always just trying to be in the game itself, and um, you know, so I don't I typically don't entertain. I, I will watch the Super Bowl from time to time. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's like the one game of the year I'll watch. I'm, I'll catch the highlights, you know, on some sports just to kind of stay stay up to date on stuff. Um, I'll study the I'll study different players. I'll study the game from time to time. But as far as being emotionally invested in yeah. a specific team or a sport, I don't really don't do that. Um, unless I'm trying to learn from them. But uh, anyway, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, any updates on your side before we dive into to the topic today? Not really. Set a new personal record in disc golf last week. That's my... Beat myself by one point. Hell yeah. Um, what and guess what? You'll, you'll like this. Guess where, guess where probably the tipping point of that round was? Hole four. On my course. It was. It was on hole four. <laughs> I birdied. I birdied hole four on the second time around because I play. Th- we have a nine hole course, so I just play through it twice. But um, I had this. I had this like really long putt for birdie on hole four, and I was like, "Shit!" Like I wanted to get three birdies on the first hole, uh, first four holes. Um, I got one and two. I didn't get three, and my drive landed like just far enough away on hole four where I was like, "I can get this," but will I? And then I drained it, and I got so pumped. <laughs> and and then I just I just kept going. And it's then like I got what I record. teach. It's like what I teach works or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations on the new PR. Congratulations on dialing in the decisive point, guys and ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't listened to the decisive point episode, it's a phenomenal one that talks about where to channel your energy to get the best re- reward at the back end. And uh, Justin just proved that it it works. Yeah. Um, let's get into today's topic. So I want to talk about destroying bad days and the reason why this came up is because well a couple reasons one is i got a message this morning when i was out on my jog i was uh by the way i'm kind of running again like my ankle's still pretty jacked up but it's it's not very pretty but i'm out running so i took my dog you know kuda if you guys aren't following me on instagram i have this 100 pound american bully he looks like just a jack pit bull and he does cardio with me all the time and we run around do trail runs and we were running this morning um, and doing some trail work. He was super fired up. I was fired up. And then a buddy of mine that I know from a long time ago messaged me. And he just kind of reached out. And he said, dude, I, um, I just wanted to say I miss you, care about you. Uh, things are kind of rough for me right now. One of my soldiers committed suicide. Okay, and I got that while I was on my run. And uh, I typically don't look at my phone when I'm out there doing stuff, but I did have it in my hand. So I was, I was in between some things. And uh, it really hit me pretty hard because he's a leader. He's a commander, an engineer commander. And uh, he's got soldiers to lead. And, and this is kind of the, one of the burdens of command that goes along with the responsibilities. You have a lot of people that you're responsible for. And so life does happen to everyone. And unfortunately... You know, we all we all are familiar with the, the veteran suicide rate in the country, and and it's a tragic thing to go through. And and when you're a leader in that organization, it's even harder. So that was you know one thing that sparked this. The other thing that sparked it is that within this last week, I personally had a bad day. Okay, and so I was really dialing in. I try to provide content or come to these episodes with stuff that's not just on my mind that other people can benefit from, but that I'm learning from as well because I know it'll help somebody else out. Okay. So I think that's, it gives it a personal touch. So anyways, these, these things kind of happened this last week and I started like asking myself, you know, what, what should we talk about on the podcast? And I thought bad days, destroying bad days would be a great topic because I want to help that individual out that, that sent me a text message this morning and I got through my situation, but you know, if I could have had something to listen to this episode would have helped me at the time so that that's what got us here um and before we not before but as we transition into it i think it's important that we get clear about what an actual bad day is you know when you when you think of initially before we talked this morning justin 
when you thought of bad day, what did you think of? What was what does a bad day look like before you kind of like before I kind of introduce some other ideas into your head? Yeah, I mean, when you think about a bad day, there's some part of you that realizes that there's a whole wide spectrum of what that could mean. You know, um, I would think of just you, you get a lot of days where you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and things just aren't going your way and sometimes it's little things adding up sometimes it's you know your friggin' jacket got caught on the door handle on the way out and then everything just seems to go downhill (laughs) from there and nothing seems to want to work with you and then i at least try to think you know that there have been other much 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 worse things that have happened that have come up on a particular day um at any given moment and it's also it's also always actually been weird to me to kind of think of the day part of a bad day like what makes a bad day versus just a bad time period like why do we why do we chalk it up to a day when we have mm-hmm. a bad day what is it about going to bed at night and waking up the next morning we naturally kind of think of that as like this whole reset as if the world changed overnight when you you were really just unconscious for eight hours and um so i don't know those are the thoughts that start to go through my head that's, that's i think really, really deeply about things well, that's a really good point, you know, is why do we chalk it off to a day? And uh, why is that the language that we use? Um, and I had this, I had the same question actually this morning. And I was, you know, putting together the notes for today. And I, I want to do a little bit of research before I kind of put my own thoughts out there. And I went onto YouTube and I just did a simple search for overcoming bad days. And I, want, and I wanted to see what was out there. And there's some videos that popped up. I won't say anybody's names. I won't say who these people that I disagree with, but there were some videos that stood out and I clicked on them and I started watching and learning. And and it was unfortunate because the people that were talking about bad days were referring to them as in the same way that you just described them as days when things don't go your way Hmm. and things when maybe you're a little bit moody or a little bit irritated or you hit the snooze or maybe you missed your alarm and you don't get out of bed on time. And the person and these people in the videos were saying that that's a bad day. They're like, Hey, listen, this is how you get past a bad day. Listen, if you wake up and you, uh, you know, you overslept and things aren't going your way, just, just take a breather, go for a walk. And I'm like thinking, listen to this shit. I'm like, dude, that's not a bad day. Like, <laughs> like, that, like waking up late or, you know, maybe getting, in a small argument with somebody or feeling a little bit moody or hangry or irritated. <laughs> like that's not a bad day. That's every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I was listening to this shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just registered. Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking, so I thought back to, um, you know, when I worked at, when I worked at Walmart mainly, but it, right, this could apply to any job. It's like, how many people do you know? That come into work every day saying, oh, it's one of those days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It, it exists everywhere. And so the reality is, is that, you know, most of the time you're going to be, if there's a lot of hours and minutes and seconds in a day. And it, one of those seconds, something un, like not perfect is going to happen. It doesn't disrupt the entire fucking day. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I was watching. They say, I spent about 20 minutes, man, watching different videos. And I was just fuming. Okay. And I, by the way, I was doing this in the shower because I was like trying to combine tasks. So I'm like in the shower, like listening and I'm like getting angry in the shower. Like, okay. So I like get fired up, get my brain going. I'm like, that's not a bad day, man. Okay. A bad day. Let's talk about what a real bad day is. Bad day isn't stubbing your toe. Okay. (laughs) It's not a bad day is like I mentioned before, the guy that the leader that messaged me and one of his soldiers committed suicide. That's a bad day. All right. Um, one example. I was in Iraq. My brother, I'm over there for 15 months and my brother flips his car upside down, crashes. I find out about it when I'm in Iraq. And unfortunately, there's no like policy that allows a soldier to return home for a situation in which a family member wasn't like necessarily killed. They were they just had an unfortunate thing that happened, like my brother in his car. And so I was stuck in Iraq for the remainder of the deployment. I had like eight months left to go, knowing that this is my, you know, somebody I care about a lot flipped the car and almost, you know, could have hurt himself. And I, I couldn't connect with him. 
that's a bad day, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking. I thought about so many other, and we've all had these. We all have had actual bad days. But for me, it was my brother flipping his car. You know, I've personally had soldiers that committed suicide, um, or that I've served with that committed suicide. Um, I had a grandparent that died while I was going through this this school in the military, and I had to decide: Do I leave the school and go to her funeral and potentially have to start the school all over again or do i keep moving forward mm. and I, so you have to like as individuals you have to you know when you get faced with a bad day it's unfortunate but you have a hard decision you have to make you have to decide how you're going to handle it you tend to the situation do you handle the task at hand okay and so that that leads me into you know what do top performers actually do not like the youtube guys that are saying hey this is how you get through a, a bad day what do top performers actually do when they have a bad day yeah. you know i'm thinking like jerry rice when he has a bad day mike tyson okay um who else do we want to list out peyton manning yeah you know what are they what do you th what, in your opinion what do you think if those guys have a bad day what do you think they do when there's work to be done they do the work but um, that's I, I want to sneak something else in there, too, before you get too far into what you're about to say, too. I'm noticing a huge, a huge difference between a huge thread between what you're saying is actually a bad day versus what's not a bad day is that the examples you list for what's actually a bad day seem to always involve another person and that element of there's not really anything you could have done about it. Is that right? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, something that's outside of your control, but it, it could happen to you. Yeah. There could be something you could get in an, an accident or, right. um, you know, maybe maybe it's not an, an accident or something health and physical related, but maybe you maybe somebody reaches out and wants to sue you. Okay. Mm. And or maybe something happens to your house. Okay. Like your house might have yeah. uh, my, my cousin's house burnt down. Um, and not this series of fires, but the last ones in California. Okay. You know, those are, those are bad days, man. Those are bad days. Yeah. Well, that's, that's still all that's stuff. That's, that's mostly out of your control. I think is the biggest difference. Cause that, that was the main thing I was thinking where we're talking about these, these search engine optimization gurus that are coming up first on YouTube talking about, I woke up late or I was late to work or this, that, and the other. Those are all things you can fix very easily. And you know what the solution is? You wake up on time. <laughs> like you just do it. <laughs> like that, that's it. the solution. Yeah. So uh, yeah, fucking deal with it. You know, there was this, I was watching this Instagram video um, a couple years ago and there was this guy, <laughs> bless his heart. He was, he, you could tell he was new to the coaching space and he was trying to be present and share his personal stories about overcoming adversity and the area that he was focused on was performance, but his experience was pretty, pretty low. And one of his videos, I was watching him one day and he, his whole video was about how he woke up. It was a Saturday. He had planned to get some stuff done. And unfortunately, he was outside on his deck, his patio, and he got stung by a bee. Okay. All right. Yeah. And when he was telling this story, it was, <laughs> yeah. But when he was telling this story, he was, he was communicating it like it was the worst day ever. Okay. Right. <laughs> he was like, you know, and his message in the video was like, you know, I woke up Saturday, I had stuff I needed to do. And guys, you know, things aren't always going to go your way. This morning, I was stung by a bee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, I'm listening to him. I'm like, okay. And <laughs> so he's like, and so I had a decision to make. He's like, you know, do I continue with what I'm supposed to do today? Or do I, do I go back to bed and I just I quit? He's like, so what I decided to do was I decided to go to the store. And, and oh, and by the way, I have a cold today too. He did have a cold, all right? Mm -hmm. Not a flu or anything like that. He's like, so I decided, you know what? Today, I'm going to focus on rest and recovery. I'm going to go get my orange juice. I'm going to tend to this bee sting and I'm going to hang out and I'm going to rest in the house and make the most out of today and stay positive. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I, <laughs> what do you, what do you think of that? Is that how you'd handle it? I think, Hey, E for effort, you know, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, seriously. Um, 
I don't know if that's how I'd handle it. I mean, I have empathy for the guy. The, I, I forget if I told you this. You know, I went on a disc golf trip uh, probably a month or so ago now up to Binghamton and where me and my friend actually both got stung by the same wasp in the yeah. middle of the in the middle of the friggin' course in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Worst sting I've ever gotten in my entire life. That thing was a demon. But um, I mean, I kept pushing through. We still finished the round. So I guess that's the you go, you didn't quit. Lesson. You took the ca- you took the major steel route, not the Captain Carl yeah. route. I almost took the Captain Carl route. That was yeah. a pretty nasty sting. But for the new listeners, Captain Carl is the uh, the poor leader. Okay, he's the one that we don't want to be like. So so, you know, bless that guy's heart. You know, I was like, okay, at least he's driving. And I'm not trying to ridicule him. Okay, every I realized that everybody's pain is relative to their situation. I also, you know, empathize for what he was going through, and I applaud him for being present on social media and sharing his stuff and. You know, if he was a if he was a friend of mine and we were hanging out, I would still be making fun of him right now. Okay, <laughs> and I so I say that with with love and compassion and everything. But somebody's like, "Man, you're an asshole tearing this guy up for his beasting." Okay, but whatever. They clicked away already. Yeah. So so maybe I'm too harsh. But but um, I was out on my deck yesterday or not yesterday last week, and I got stung by a bee. <laughs> right. It sucked, but whatever. I didn't throw the whole day apart. So. You know, but we should really we should really get clear about here, especially if we're trying to be stronger leaders in our family and at work and everywhere, is that we need to get clear on what top performers do when they have bad days. Okay. This this podcast isn't for everybody. It's not for the person that wants that that wants to be average. It's for people that are trying to get into the upper tiers of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to get into those upper tiers, you have to get clear about what a bad day is. And so you know, um, the technique in the video that I, I mentioned was to reset. Like, hey, if you are, you know, you're being moody or uh, things aren't going your way, just take a moment, take a breather, go for a walk, reset. <clears throat> Listen, those are good strategies for dealing with bad moments, but that doesn't that doesn't help a bad day. OK, when we have something catastrophic that happens, those breathers aren't going to be enough. And by the way, top performers know that. Now, they also what they know is that they they need to find a way to keep moving. They need to find a way to k- get the job done anyway, regardless of the bad day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's a that's a key separator in a top performer and an average performer, or a low performer. Is you know, bad things happen and somebody throws throws in the towel and they're out for a week, two weeks, six months. Sorry, man, you're not going to become a top performer by doing that. I saw I saw Major Steel handle bad days very very well okay there was a time a pivotal moment in his career and for this new listeners major steel is the culmination of all the great leaders i've had in my life but this one specific story is a is an example of how major steel overcame a bad day so he was at a pivotal moment in his career all right and this situation was basically make or break him for the next leg of his journey he wanted to get into the next highest echelon of special operations all right and so he had this selection coming up and he'd been training his ass off for over a year for this thing i mean and he's got kids he's got a wife he's got a full-time job he's doing crazy hours and he's leading all the way up to this selection and at the last minute he gets like deathly ill and when i say deathly Ill, i don't mean like cold i mean like he's he comes into work and I see him and he's supposed to ship out for this selection the following day. Okay, it's like a Thursday when I see him and he's supposed to leave on Friday. And I walk into his office and Major Steele's sitting there and he's just pouring with sweat. He's got a hoodie on and he's covering himself up and you can he's just completely pale. And I'm like, man, this dude needs to go to the hospital is what I'm thinking. Like, this is horrible. And I'm like, hey, sir, how are you doing? I was reporting about something I don't know, insignificant. I was just checking on him, see how he's doing and reporting something that I was doing as his subordinate. And he, he like barely has the strength to get, to get up and tell me what's going on. And I'm like, I'm like, you're all right. And I kind of start talking to him and he confesses that he's not feeling so hot. Um, but guess what? He still showed up to work on a Thursday. He still showed up. And the other thing that he did is he told me that day what his plan was for handling the selection. Okay. And his, his goal was to focus on recovery for the next couple of days, fly out there, attend the selection anyway, still get what he needed to get done to make the selection happen, prep his gear, 
handle his family, get on the airplane, go close out stuff at work. And then he was going to handle it one day at a time. And that's what he did. Okay, he kept moving forward during that weak moment. And he ends up, he ended up passing that selection. He went on to fulfill the next leg of his journey, next, next dream job. But, you know, not everybody would have done that. Deathly sick. And you, you're three days out. You're, you're leaving for the selection the following day. And then the course is going to start two to three days after that. Most people, when they're not operating at their absolute best, they probably would have negotiated the goal. They would have said, hey, guess what? I'm not going to go ahead to this selection. I'm going to bump it. Let me see if I can change the date and move this to a time that I feel a little bit better. Would you agree with that? That people would do that? Yeah. Would you agree that the oh. average person would get in a situation where they have a bad day and then they would move the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty no like a no-brainer. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people do that. And we can see the differences between the people that do and the people that don't. Yeah. And so Major Steele, he came into work that day, like I said, and, and he continued to move forward. All right. His, what's funny is that the thing that he did in that those few days out from the actual selection, he was still productive. He was still effective. He came into work that Thursday. He put out his guidance. He, he gave his intent for the, the, to his team. And he told us what he was going to, what he wanted us to carry out while he was gone. He still accomplished the tasks at hand and he was still very, very effective. And by the way, he still worked out that day. He did a recovery workout. Now, looking at his situation, this is a bad day, all right? But what he was able to do during that moment was accomplish more on a bad day than a lot of people do on a good day. He did. And when you think about adding up to winning, like the, 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 if you think about the success of the math equation, all those little actions matter. They all get you closer and closer and closer. In the moment, people think that those small things, those small decisions, oh, I'll move the course if I can. You know, I'll do, I won't go to work. Those little decisions, they think that those don't matter. But those are like, end up making up the meat of all the decisions that you're going to make along the way. What do you what are your thoughts on that so far? I think I think they're the separators, right? Like if those decisions are what because everybody else is operating at some sort of level. You know, and there are people that are trying to get by like, oh, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. And it's like supposed to isn't getting you anywhere except in the race with everybody else. You know, and then even just thinking about it from a perspective of like if you're trying to get a promotion at your job, you're trying to become the captain of your high school tennis team. I don't know. Whatever it is that you do, you know, if there's if you're in consideration and person B is in consideration and person B is showing up when he's not feeling too hot and you're not, then that's that's the separator, you know, and what you said there should really stand out to people. I'm going to repeat it for emphasis about um, Major Steele in this example, doing more on his bad day than most people do on their good days. Like, I want you to just think about that for a second. Yeah, like, yeah. there is someone out there that is doing more on their bad days than you're doing right now on their good days. And the, whatever the case may be, I don't know the listener's story right now, whatever, but I'm just saying there probably is. It's probably true for me. There's probably someone out there doing more on their bad days than I am on my good days. And it's yeah. some, and then you got to think about what they're doing on their good days. Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's always, there's always somebody that's going to be beating you to some degree. Right. But, yeah. but the way there's the person that clicked on today's podcast is really interested in overcoming their bad day. They're like, they, they want to be that top performer and they probably feel like shit right now. And they're, they're probably feeling like, man, I don't even want to go to work. That's probably the bad day that they're experiencing. And what that person should walk away from with the message so far is that you have to kind of keep moving forward. You have to get a little bit of a value in the day. Now, you can lower the bar. Okay. He, I didn't say he, the major steel came in and he crushed a workout, a three hour long workout. I'm saying he came in, he did a recovery workout, he accomplished the task that he was supposed to. Okay, I, I tried to personally embody that lesson earlier this week on my bad day. I had some things happen that was just like, it was crippling. Okay. And I had it happened after I wrote out my action plan for the day, my shit that I needed to get done. And the natural tendency 
was for me to say, hey, action plan isn't happening today. I need to focus on this. But nope, nope, nope. Stood my ground. I remember Major Steel kept moving forward, accomplished my shit while handling the thing at hand that was crippling me. So um, for you, you now, what about bad days for you? You know, a lot of I've told some military examples, but, you know, looking back on on your time, what was the last time? I know we mentioned this a little bit earlier about maybe yeah. maybe you didn't have a bad day, but there was a bad time. Let's yeah. talk about that and let's figure let's let's help the listener use that story to get through their bad time right now. Yeah, exactly. So I was going to start with that. Frankly, to this point in my life, when it comes to the actual bad days, like we started out talking about what separates a bad day from a bad day, I haven't had many bad days in in my young life because either every tragic thing that's happened to my family or whatever happened before I was born or it hasn't happened yet. So I haven't had that. But so what I think back to is a bad time in my life, um, a time that I refer to as my quarter life crisis because it was just a midlife crisis that happened to me when I was 18 years old. So um, okay. for the people that don't know the story of me, I uh, I was I was just uh, honestly very talented musician um, going through high school. I did competitive bands and that type of thing, uh, so on and so forth. I went to college for music education and I just hated the program while I was there. And while I was going through high school for uh, those four years at a minimum, like all I ever saw myself doing was becoming a music teacher. It was the only thing I wanted to do. I went to college um, one month into college. I left college because I, I hated the program. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to be a teacher. Like all this thing kind of came flooding over me. And that was that was like the beginning of the end for me when it came to I dropped out of school, didn't know what I was going to do. Like I had to find a minimum wage job just to keep my head afloat for the next year. And I mean, just no idea what I was going to do with the rest of my life. I didn't know if I was going to go back to school, didn't know if I was going to like join the military. I didn't know what I was going to do yeah, at yeah. all. So that was a really bad period of my life. Um, let, me, let me make sure I understand correctly too. So you, you're in school, you had this dream. Yeah. Your dream essentially gets crushed because of the expectation when you get there it doesn't meet your yeah. expectation. And then after you decide that it's not the direction you want to go, it's crippling and it crumbles because you had put it on this pedestal and you're extremely disappointed. And now you're changing paths yeah. in life and it has probably has a sinking feeling of like, fuck, I failed or, or I give up or I feel like shit or yeah. something like that. Yeah, definitely a sinking feeling and having no plan on the back end threw me just into a complete state of confusion, basically for like a long time and you know like thank thank the lord too um, my college actually really helped with a lot of getting me back to where i am now and so on and so forth but for mainly for that month okay if i want to really narrow it down from the day i dropped out of school it was it was roughly exactly a month after that that i found my first job and kind of had something to do again and got that but i just i just lost all sense of purpose all sense of meaning all of that type of stuff for that month in between i woke up every day with absolutely no reason to get out of bed you know that i was aware of so i mean that was a bad time in my life and i don't know ask me questions no. about it and then yeah. i'll know which yeah, way no, to take perfect. it well yeah and that's perfect man because sometimes bad days are they they happen over and over again in a, in a period of time you had multiple bad days man you're waking up every single day with the same shit that had happened and it's now it's lingering over you yeah so a person that there's a listener right now that's going through something similar to that Okay. That, maybe it's not their, maybe it's not their school. Maybe it's something related to their family. Maybe they're in a relationship and the relationship's not going so well. And that relationship expectation is being crumbled um, yeah. and it's being affected. And so now they're kind of like day in and day out. They're feeling like shit. That's, you know, those are, those are bad days. And if we can help the listener get through that. Um, and if we could kind of go back and help Justin at that time in the quarter life crisis, yeah. you know, how do we help them? How do we take this? We said generally it was about a month where you're feeling pretty shitty. How do we take that? And we collapse it to maybe a day or two days. What, what kind of advice would you give or what helped you get through that time? Um, so if this is essentially the question of like, what would now me tell my, tell my 18 year old self to do during that time? Um, I think the first thing would have been, First thing would have been, and not that I didn't do this, but it would have been to take a day or two or three even to just soak in what was going on 
and not try to not try to hide from the fact that my life was falling apart a little bit. Um, I was actually I was so I was driving home from school the other day. Okay, bring us to the present for a second. I was driving home from school. I'm a country music fan, and I have this song on my playlist now. Um, it's Ronnie Atkins' song. I don't know the actual name of it. It's got to be like Going Through Hell or something like that. Um, it's kind of a classic. Someone's gonna know what I'm talking about. I promise. But basically, the song is about. Do you know the song? You're no, no. You're, I'm laughing because. I'm, I'm laughing because country you've, music. it's well, it's country, but I'm laughing because you've made fun of my rap music in my Instagram yeah, I know. videos. Before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. We do not have the same taste in music, Jeremiah and I, but um, it's fine. But no, I am a country music fan, seriously. And um, this song, though, basically going through hell is about it's essentially about how if you're going through hell, you should just keep going. You know, well, that those are actually the legit lyrics. Like if you're going through hell, just keep going. Don't slow down. If you're scared, don't show it. You know, and um, that's a really powerful message. Yeah, that I think I should have taken at that point. I should have just addressed the fact, like, dude, you are in hell right now. Just keep moving forward. And in the song too, he says, "You might get out before the devil even knows you're there." You know, and so, <laughs> so cool like, song, yeah, no, it is. It's it's a really cool message, actually, when you think about it. So that's the first thing I would have t- told myself is just like face the fire, get through it, come out the other end, and then. Time collapsing all of that into a matter of days would have probably given me the time to put my head down, find something else that I wanted to do um, quicker in that time. Like if I had found all of this podcasting, content creation, entrepreneurship type of stuff that I'm into now at that time, yeah. I can only imagine what I would have done with it because of all this free time I had on my hands. But So what, what can you repeat those lyrics again one more time? The um, uh how you said it but it was a lesson that you captured i want to make sure i get the language yeah so so the lyrics are if you're going through hell just keep going don't slow down if you're scared don't show it because you might get out before the devil even knows you're there i like that i'm like i just i'm i I just have the initial part of if you're going through hell just keep going i like it a lot yeah yeah and that's great advice um and that's i would agree that that's how major steel would handle the situation He, he wouldn't and i know when you're going through a hard time it's hard to hear keep going, stay positive, all that shit. Okay. I understand that. Um, but what this should allow you to do this today's message for the listener is that it should allow you to do just a little bit more, which is going to help you build some momentum and not ride the bad situation, the bad day or days out for 30 days and bring it down to just a couple. Um, so I completely, completely agree. You know, since we are drawing a contrast here between what a real bad day is and not a bad day and, you know, major steel and captain Carl, I think it's important to point out how captain Carl would handle a bad day. Okay. (laughs) And captain Carl, you know, here, here's the thing about him is that he would confuse bad days with bad moments. All right. He would stub his toe. He would um, wake out of, come out of bed late, and he would allow that little hiccup to destroy his entire day. And he would he would allow it. And he would tell people probably he would come into the work, and he'd be like, "Oh, today's just shit." <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got out of bed. I was late. Stubbed my toe, and it's just the worst day ever, man. You know, this all this shit always happens to me. All right, listen, man. Captain Carl, listen up, brother. That's not a that's not a bad day. <laughs> that's a bad moment. Okay, that's not a catastrophic moment or a catastrophic day. It's a bad moment. And you know the other thing he does is he he tells everybody on social media. Okay, he's like, you know, it's the worst day ever in the world. Like, you know what? And he gets all angry. And he he broadcasts it. Major Steel stays very focused on the task at hand. Collects himself. He recognizes the difference between bad bad moments and bad days. Um, I mentioned that Captain Carl would have pulled out a selection as well. Okay, so I'm drawing this contrast so the listener can really differentiate to which one they're being right now and which one do you want to be. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm looking at my notes here. I have a note. Do you think Jerry Rice would call um, a moody day a bad day? <laughs> no. Probably not. Uh, all right. So. I'm gonna pause there real quick. Um, yeah, I think I think the last little note about Captain Carl is just that 
he he abandons his action plan. Okay, he basically he quits. Okay, and, and you can't quit. You got to keep moving forward. Just like the quote that you, the lyrics that you mentioned yeah. about Glenn Fell. What about what about setting the tone for the day too? Is that something that you would mention to people when it comes to maybe not? You know, if you're having a bad day and the tone's kind of already set for the day, especially when you get, you know, that news or whatever the case may be. But going into the next day, you know, I you could either let it just keep snowballing or you could not. Because why I'm asking that is because I was thinking of a Captain Carl that I used to work with. And when I worked at Walmart, I worked the 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. shift. You know, so I was in the store before anyone was even shopping. And it's like I'd come into work some days. And something already went high haywire. And I'd be like, it is six o'clock in the morning. There is no one in here. You know, it's like you're trying to have a bad day at this point because you dropped a pepper or you sliced your hand on the deli slicer thingy or whatever the case may be. And like most people aren't even out of bed. Yeah. Like, you know, that that person, that Captain Carl, he he might actually even be addicted to the idea of a bad day. OK, because okay. the, the human. The, what the humans are very have are, are very uh, they uh, have addictive personalities. No matter what you yeah. look at, okay, you think about your day today is similar than your day to your day yesterday. Okay, mm-hmm. how you spent today is essentially very very close to how you spent it yesterday. Okay, and maybe maybe you had a slight change in variety. There's a listener out there that's like, oh, I traveled, whatever. But in general. Most of your days are about the same. Okay. So you're essentially addicted to your routine and structure. Now, some people are addicted to their different outlets, disc golf. They're addicted to whatever sports that they're doing. But what everybody is always addicted to, humans are, they have, they're addicted to a certain emotion. We all have a baseline emotion. Okay. If you already, so this is important to point out. So you want to, you want to know what your baseline emotion is. And if I were to ask you, if there's one single emotion that you feel, majority of the time what is it what what emotion would you say that it is now in the present day it'd be it'd either be happiness or it'd be gratitude if you count gratitude as an emotion yeah those are those are great ones but now how many times but that's very intentional and right a conscious change i've made over the past pretty much since that quarter life crisis honestly and as i start getting into this type of stuff it's it's been a conscious you know shift i was much more of a pessimistic basically person coming up through high school that type of thing that was my baseline train of thought yeah and and most of those days you like you just mentioned you were probably majority of them you were pessimistic right no matter what happened yeah yeah it was a bad day by default like it was a bad day unless something good happened rather than the other way around it was a good day until something bad happened yeah so a couple key points there is that you're you were you were addicted to that certain emotion you're addicted to a different set of emotions now but you, to make that jump you got intentional about the emotions that you want to have mm-hmm. okay now if somebody's going through a really really bad day it's really difficult for them to shift into an emotion they want to have okay they can almost feel they feel very flat and gray inside they, like they feel very very numb when it, when you do have a really really hard day okay um i won't go into a hurt uh no nah, i won't do that i have a personal example but Let's just say that you have a family member that something tragic happens to and it blindsides you. You weren't expecting it. And it's crippling. OK, and it's it's catastrophic. At that time, there's really no positive self-help, self-talk that's going to help pull you through that moment. It's just maybe, maybe this is my experience. OK, I could be wrong about this. Could be somebody out there that's, that can do this way better than I can. But I'll tell you from my personal, this is anecdotal, my personal experience. When you have bad days, bad shit that happens. It's, it's hard to get yourself to feel a different emotion. So what you want to be what you want to do during those moments as a leader that wants to be a top performer is still be effective at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you still have to you can be numb, but you just have to accomplish the tasks at hand. And I, I like to say, don't get stuck in the breach. OK, and what that means, I'll say it one more time. Don't get stuck in the breach on your bad days. And what stuck in the breach means is that. If you're attacking an enemy objective and he's got Constantine wire all the way around, you blow open that Constantine wire, the barrier, and you're trying to get guys to go through it to seize the terrain and destroy the enemy, and the and the, your troops are getting slaughtered in that breach. That's a bad day. 
Okay, you can't stop right there. You can't let the situation keep smashing your guys over and over again. You got to, at the time as the leader, be effective, get everybody through, and then you can handle the situation afterwards that you're dealing with. You can you can find closure in what in the things that did happen on the ground, but you don't get stuck in the breach, right? Yeah. Do you have any comments on that before we keep going? I mean, to me, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, yeah, to me, that's the, that's just kind of another way of saying this, the same thing. Like if you're going through hell, just keep going. I guess the lesson is, is that you want to go through these types of events and not get there, see it, turn around and come back the way that you came. You know, you want to end up on the other side of it, essentially, or else you're just going to end up running into it again and again and again and again and again. (laughs) Yeah. And, and to break this down into actual steps for somebody, we'll go into these steps and then we'll, we'll close out. So. You know, how, how to destroy a bad day. Okay, first thing is you want to be Major Steel in this example. You want to think like Major Steel, kind of like the stories that we told here. And the first thing you're going to do on your, your literal, your real bad day, an actual one, is stand your ground. Okay, like I mentioned with the breach, do not get stuck in the breach, meaning AKA don't stop momentum. I'm not saying it has to be the greatest day. It, ha- it doesn't have to be the, the, the highest level of your performance and productivity, but you got to keep the ball rolling. You got to do a little bit. Okay. And then the second thing that you want to do, if you're going to choose to be major steel and destroy the bad day is create a plan of action for the backside to deal with the situation. Okay. I mentioned a little bit earlier about family members getting injured or, or, you know, maybe death. And I had a, my, one of my, my grandmother died when I was in a academic school in the military. And at that time, I had to decide whether I should go to her funeral or stay in the course. And I was close to her. And I opted, not saying everybody should do this. I'm just saying what I did. I opted to stay in the course because if I would have went to her funeral, it would have had me start the whole course back over again. My timeline would have been disrupted by six months to a year. And it was a situation that I didn't really want to go into. And so I stood my ground. Okay. I didn't get stuck in the breach. I didn't let momentum stop. And I had created a plan of action for the backside to deal with the, the bad day, the bad situation, my grandma. And I said, okay, after the course is done, I'm going to go pay my respects. At the back end, I'll go to her, her gravesite. I'll, I'll talk to my family. And I had a plan for the back end. Okay, so you need to have that. Then the third thing you want to do is create closure. Okay, create closure around the event that you're, you're facing. and. Another great example is when the one that I was in Iraq. Okay, I was in Iraq. My brother flipped his car, and um, I wanted to go home, but I couldn't. Okay, this was a bad day. I stood my, I had to stay on my ground. Unfortunately, it was outside of my control. Well, maybe it was fortunate. I don't know, but it was outside of my control. I had to stay in Iraq. I had to stay on my ground. I had to keep moving forward. I created a plan of action for the backside. I said, "Hey, I'm going to go home at the end of this deployment. I'm going to address it, and I'm going to talk to him about." You know, the, him flipping the car, make sure he's okay, and talking about the situation revolving the car accident. And then the third thing I did was I created closure. I, I, after that deployment, I went home and it was an interesting time because 15 months I thought about that car accident, majority of that deployment, and I was a little upset at the reasons why it happened. And I got off the plane back in my hometown. I drove home and I drove throughout the night. I got to my house at like two o'clock in the morning and it was 2 a.m. And I remember they weren't expecting me that early and that at that day, I walk in the door, I go into my brother's room and he's passed out. My brother's like dead asleep, laying in there in bed and I jump on top of him and I just start like, I just start like punching him over and over and over again and telling it like 2 a.m. Man, he got blindsided. He didn't know I was coming and I'm just like beating the hell out of him. And I'm like, dude, you wrecked the car. And I was like, and then afterwards, I was like, I'll never forgive you for that. That was a stupid mistake. He got up and I gave him a big old hug. And so I created closure at the end of it. And that helped out a ton. But when somebody's going through a bad time, if you have those steps laid out, you'll be able to continue being productive. You'll know that you're, you know what your, your steps are. You'll know how to get through it. So those are, those are the key takeaways from today's, today's talk. Um, Justin, do you have any comments before we close out? Could you just recap those steps really quickly? Just boom, boom, boom. Yeah. For people. Uh, how to destroy a bad day. Step number one, stand your ground. Don't get stuck in the breach. Step number two, create a plan of action for the backside to deal with the situation. 
Okay, step number three, create closure. All right, those are the three steps for you. Um, so those are those are how you destroy it. Is there any other questions? No. No? Okay. Um, so guys, ladies and gentlemen, right now, if you clicked on this and you're listening to this and you want to know how to overcome a bad day, you know, I, I, I preface those steps with the fact that you should have an honest conversation with yourself. Find out if you're having a bad day or a bad moment. And then ask yourself, who do you want to be? Do you want to be Captain Carl? Do you want to be Major Steel? And if, if the answer is Major Steel, then follow the steps from today and win. That's today's episode. And ladies and gentlemen, I want to close out with today's quote. And um, it's an important one because it represents finishing the task at hand. Okay, Jerry Rice, he said, when these hands touch the ball, this body is heading to the end zone. All right, he, he said that during practice one day with the 49ers. Most of the people that were drilling that day, he was on the field, and they're throwing passes to each other, okay? One pass to the next guy, one pass to the next guy. People are running their patterns, maybe doing their outs, their slants, whatever. They're catching the ball, and they're returning back to the starting position. Jerry Rice steps up. He goes out to run his play. He runs a slant. Catches the ball, guess where he goes? All the way to the end zone. Comes back, gets back in line, runs another pattern. Does a, he does an out. Quarterback hits him with, at the out. Instead of coming back, what does he do? All the way to the end zone. So we're talking about somebody that was great in their field. This is an individual that he told himself, and this is what he told the team when they asked him why he was doing that. He said, listen, guys, when, this hand, when these hands touch the ball, this body is heading to the end zone. Okay, it didn't matter what type of day he was having. He knew what the task at hand was and what he was going to do at the back end. So audit yourself today. Audit whether or not you're having a bad moment or bad day. And then like Jerry Rice said, take the body and head to the end zone. Accomplish the task at hand. Until next time, be the leader. I need some motivation. Motivation. Every day I try a little harder, but my dedication. dedication. Keep my head way, way above the water. Trying myself when I yell at the wall. Begging to run, but I needed to crawl. I see the finish line up ahead. Trying to get traction from all of this tread. I am a king. I am a queen. I am more than the people can see. I am strong when I'm needing to be. Vulnerability's nothing to me. You can try, but I'm unshakable. My successes is never debatable. I'm coming and I'm so interchangeable. Here's to you and all that you are capable. You gotta go.